Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1163. You be well and you will certainly do well for yourself and your fellow man. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, a friend of mine up here in the Pacific Northwest, Jay Gelati. Hey, Jay, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Go for it, Mark. All right. Jay Gelati is the author of a new book, Gulf 917. This new book is from Dalton Watson Fine Books, a wonderful publisher. I've had many of their publishers, I should say writers on the show before. And this book tells the story of the Porsche 917s, raced by John Wire Golf Team in 1970 and 1971. Jay's contributed to several automotive books by other authors, as well as the Porsche Club of America's magazine, Panorama. I've been a subscriber for, I think, since teenage years. He's an active member and writer for the Pacific Northwest region of the PCA and has moderated presentations with Famous drivers of Porsches like Brian Redman, John Horseman, Vic Elford, and Derek Bell. Three of those guys, Derek, Vic, and Brian, have been past guests here on Cars Yeah. Jay has been a student of the golden age of sports cars, racing for decades, and he began the Gulf 917 project in earnest after retiring from the corporate world at the end of 2016. Jay is also a songwriter and recording artist with music available on CDBaby.com. Tom, a man of many talents. So, Jay, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Take a moment, share a little more about your career and your passion for Porsche and other automobiles as well. Well, thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on. I had a pretty good corporate career for almost 30 years with the same company uh, in the corporate services, relocation, and uh, what we call global mobility industry. But I've also spent uh, literally decades collecting the information and studying motorsport history, especially endurance and sports car racing, long distance racing. I joined PCA in 2009 and started writing for the Spiel, which is our Pacific Northwest region uh, newsletter. And I've done over 40 feature articles for the Spiel, mostly on Porsche's motorsport history. And I've been involved with lots of events. I was on the board for a while. I was the membership chair for seven years for Pacific Northwest Region. I had my first article in the Panorama in 2017. And uh, at the end of 2016, I retired from the corporate world to write more or less full time and work on some other projects. But since the beginning of 2017, the primary project I worked on uh, is the book, Golf 917. Absolutely. And it's a fantastic book. And by the way, listeners, one lucky subscriber on the Cars Yow website is going to win a copy of this book, Compliments of Jay and Walton Dawson Books. It's a, it's a fantastic book. And if you love Porsches, you've got to love the 917 and the 917 story. And, and Jay has been, you know, Jay, I think you're one of these great examples here of a guy who retired from a very long career. And you just got right back to work, but you're doing really cool, fun stuff. Not that you didn't like what you did for your business, because you must have liked it some way. You did it for 30 years. But I'll tell listeners that Jay's a good example of how you can be involved in the car hobby, even if you're not working in the hobby, because he's been very active in the Porsche Club. 
He's put on some great events, always contributing, always being a part, not just a, a taker of the club things, but giving, giving, giving. So I think it's fantastic to have you on the show. Well, let's start this journey about your life and this new book with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success. I like to say it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Jay, take the wheel. Okay, Mark. Well, uh, I would say mine is actually, it's close to an actual mantra. It's be good, do good. It summarizes all the wisdom that comes down to us from the ancient yogis in India. And I get it through my father's guru, um, Swami Sachidananda, who was the Woodstock guru. He gave the invocation at Woodstock. So some people have seen him uh, in the Woodstock movie. He would say, you be well and you will certainly do well for yourself and your fellow man. And I think he meant both physically and spiritually because, of course, yoga practice is both a physical and a spiritual practice. So be good, do good is the short summary of that. Absolutely. I love it. You know, the great thing about this show I do with people, I've known Jay for a long time. He's been over to my house a couple times. Yeah, uh, We've been friends. We're Porsche buddies. But every time I do a show with somebody, even somebody I know quite well, I learn a little bit more about them, just a little yeah. bit more about them. So the, the yogi, I love that. Yes, always be well and do well uh, to everybody around you and yourself included. Well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were indeed a car guy? Well, Mark, I was really, like so many of your guests, I was basically born into it. Uh, my father worked in a Volkswagen dealership from the time I was about two years old until I was 20 years old. Some of my early childhood memories are uh, riding in my father's Corvette that he had before my mother and father bought a house. He had a 65 396 Roadster, Nassau Blue. I used to ride in the luggage compartment, no no child safety seats in those days. But specific to the 917, really seeing the first showing of Steve McQueen's film Le Mans on network television in the U.S., which I, I think was around 1972. So I would have been about eight years old and I think was a formative uh, experience for me. And uh, really, that's what kind of got me interested not only in racing, but of course, the 917 plays a big role in that film. And in the 70s, we were all fans of Steve to begin with. But there was something about that movie that was just extra cool. So yeah, no doubt. I, I can't even imagine how many times I've watched that movie. I think it's been a few. <laughs> I've seen it many times, of course. And but I do have a distinct memory of seeing it the first time it was on television and the rest is history as they say yeah absolutely and before i jump to the next question there's a 917 that lives up here in the pacific northwest with us right oh yes very very definitely it's chapter 10 in my book uh is mm -hmm. all about our our i call it our local 917 and it is a golf car also yeah it's a very special car i've been able to spend some time around that car and you spend even more time around that car yeah, a little getting bit. to know it better yeah but uh uh, obviously, a uh, wonderful group of people that manage that car, take care of that car. And I remember the time during the vintage races uh, here in the Pacific Northwest, the 4th of July, that uh, they had that car out there and 
Ran some laps in that thing. Yeah, well, Brian Redman, our friend Brian, was here in 2013, which was for the 50th anniversary of the 911. Uh, Porsche was the featured mark. And Brian actually, he drove that car at Le Mans in 1970, that exact car. So that car does appear in the Le Mans film. And Brian did some exhibition laps in it uh, in 2013 here at, uh, for the Sovereign event. Absolutely. And I'll remind our listeners, Brian was a guest of mine, and the day I interviewed him was his birthday, and he actually sang the British birthday song on my show, which was, I'd never heard it before. It's it's hilarious. you got to go back and find that. You'll find it on the Cars yeah website and listen to Brian singing happy birthday to himself with the British birthday song. Well, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about a challenge or even a failure that you face along the way. If you want to tie it into this book, that would be fantastic. Um, obviously writing a book sounds really easy. It is not easy at all. I can, I've had hundreds of authors on this show, uh, who can tell you that. So kind of walk us through one of those experiences, but tell us more importantly what you learned from it and how it helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward in your business and your career and your life. Well, Mark, the, the book writing actually was pretty smooth for me because I had collected so much of the information over such a long period of time. I would say that the biggest challenge for this book, although I'm a very organized person, photo sourcing selection w- was really a challenge in this case because we had the luxury of thousands of photos from that period. Um, that, that period, there was photographers everywhere during the golden age of sports car racing. So trying to sort through all the photos that are available and figure out what would work, what would tell the story, what would fit within our budget. In some cases, we had photos that we could not find the owners of. We couldn't find the rightful owners to get permission to use some photos, which was um, which is tough because some of them really tell the story, but we ended up not being able to use them. And one good thing that happened was I found some of the photographers who took photos back in the period. Um, some of them were just people who were at the races and took snapshots. And a lot of them were very nice to us and allowed us to use pictures in the book in exchange for a copy of the book. So that worked out really well. And we've got a, a, a few pictures that I think uh, very few people have ever seen. And also Porsche was very helpful. The archives gave us a lot of pictures to start us off, including some pictures, again, that I think have very rarely been seen. So, But then getting them all organized and Getting them to match up to the text and to help tell the story was, uh, it was like putting together a gigantic puzzle, really. I can only imagine. I had uh, Phil Hill's son, Derek Hill, on my show. He's actually been a guest twice now, and he came back a second time because he had put a book together of his dad's color photography in the 50s and 60s. And he said the similar thing. He had so many pictures to choose from, trying to whittle those down and then get all the information on all those pictures. Um, I, he would just, when his dad was still alive, they'd sit and go through those things. And his dad was, you know, at the end of his life had uh, serious health issues and was trying to remember things and so forth. But yeah, it's a giant jigsaw puzzle. I can't even imagine. And your book has a lot of, a lot in the back, a lot of super factual stuff. I mean, tables and charts and all sorts of things, right? Right. One of the, one of the key selling points for the book is John Horseman, who was the chief engineer for the JWAE for the golf racing team was very helpful also. And he let us scan all of his period documents. 
that he still has, and including all of his race data sheets, which we share with our readers in this book. And again, very few of these have ever been published. Most people have never seen them. And these data sheets uh, give you all the technical data for each chassis for each race that the golf team did with uh, the 917 program. And I think people are going to really enjoy seeing that. Oh, I thought it was really cool. I mean, it's like you got to go back into history and go into the back room and look at what these guys were really doing. And of course, you put together a talk with our local Porsche club a couple of years ago with John Horseman right. and the the folks at VRM brought the 917 over. In fact, yep. they drove it over in the rain that morning, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, and to have John together and have you talking about that in the car, I mean, that was that was a pretty special day. Yeah, well, I certainly enjoyed that. And, uh, you know, that was, um, I mean, I'd, I'd had some some contact with John before that. But then from after doing that event, of course, that gave me some confidence in doing the book going forward because John was willing to be helpful and, you know, make sure I got my facts mostly correct. (laughs) And also, again, uh, like I said, to share the documents and allow us to share the documents with everybody. Um, That's one of the really uh, neat things that's in the book. Absolutely. And there's another event. We're recording this show before it actually comes out. But there's another event coming up with uh, Derek Bell. Right. Where you're bringing him into town, and we're going to bring that car in and talk to the Porsche Club group as well about yeah. his experiences driving that car. So uh, this is great. Reuniting these guys with the cars they actually drove is well, uh, really, really spectacular. We're, we're very fortunate here in the Seattle area that we have so many great car people and car collections. And we just happen to have the 917 here that, you know, as I said, that Redmond drove at Le Mans uh, in 1970, and Derek drove it this exact car three times in 1971. So we really enjoy these reunions. Fantastic. Well, how about a big aha moment as you were putting this book together? Was there a giant aha moment that you went, what? Oh my gosh. Any of those pop up? I went not so much during the the actual writing of this book. I think the aha moment for me actually goes back several decades I have a memory somewhere around the early 1990s. I sort of had a little bit of an epiphany about not being a guy like another of your past guests. Give a shout out to Nathan Mers. Nathan is one of those guys who has almost a photographic memory. So you can talk to Nathan about virtually any Porsche streetcar, at least. And Nathan will have all the facts and figures kind of right at his fingertips. And Somewhere around the early 90s, I realized that I just was not that guy. I was never going to be the expert on everything. I wasn't going to be the expert on all the cars. But what what the aha moment was to say, well, let's pick one and try to become the expert on that one car. And I said, well, the 917 is my favorite car. So let's really concentrate on that. And so around about the early 90s, I started uh, trying to learn really learned the history of the 917, and I started collecting all the books and collecting all the information I could on the car. So that put me in pretty good position when it came time to actually sit down and and do the book. Very cool. Well, how about your first really special car? Let's talk about you for a minute here and the first car that you had in your life that really had a great meaning for you. Well, I think about uh, my my dad, as as I said, was Uh, Worked in a Volkswagen dealership. So my first car was a white 68 Beetle. But the really special one was the second Beetle I had, which was light blue. It was almost a golf blue. 
and I think it was a, a 72 with a, an engine from a 1973 Beetle that my father kind of put together, put two cars together and made one, basically. Mm-hmm. And I had that when I was a senior in high school, and then I had it all through college. And I really was fond of that car because it you know, always uh, did well for me, got me back and forth to college, never failed to start. And of course, being that light blue color, every time I drove it, I, you know, I thought of, uh, I thought of our Gulf 917. <laughs> and um, so that was kind of my first special car that I would mention. And I uh, wouldn't mind having one now if I had room for it. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. My sister had a 73, I believe it was, that was, well, we actually ended up painting it for her as a surprise for her birthday, a metallic blue. But I had a 67 Carmen Ghia. So that would make you smile. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was one of those cars I kind of wish I, I had another one of those. Although uh, a local guy up here in the Northwest is having one uh, restored that I drove with the stock engine. And it might have a little modified engine. I've gotten how slow those things were. <laughs> like, ugh, this wasn't much fun. But they sure are pretty looking cars. How about a car that you've let go that you wish you had back? Is it that that bug? Um, that might be the one. Um, the we still have the uh, the two Porsches that we've uh, owned. We still have those two, so we haven't sold any uh, uh, Porsches. So it might be the Beetle would be the one that I would have back. We also had a very cool car early on. My wife uh, actually it was a little before we got married. My wife bought a, a Nissan Maxima SE 1991 at Bob Sharp Motors. Some people will know Bob Sharp's name. And that was a really interesting car. It was white and it had a, uh, Bob Sharp was doing custom interiors at that time. So it was converted from an all black interior to a black and tan interior with uh, tan seats and tan door cards. And that was just a really cool car. Five speed. You might remember the ad campaign. It was the four door sports car. We really uh, enjoyed that car. And we did almost 90,000 miles on that car without any mechanical problems. And then I ended up selling it to my father, actually, and his wife drove it for a while. So, uh, And with the interest in Japanese cars, I kind of wonder if uh, if those will be collectible someday. But that, that was a really cool uh, car also. Cool. Well, I always like to ask my guests at this point in our talk about what has you excited and fired up right now. So obviously, it's this book, Golf 917. Maybe you can go a little bit further into explaining maybe the size of the book, the page count, some special things that people, why they should get their hands. Because there's a lot of books about the Porsche Golf 917 and the race cars, or it's integrated to other books. But, uh, you know, the holiday season's coming up. So if you've got a Porsche file in your family, this is a great gift because books are one of those lifetime gifts. They just keep giving back every time you pull them down and reread them. So tell us more about this cool new book, Golf 917. Well, Mark, it's basically, it's a chassis by chassis, race by race history for each of the cars that the golf team used. Uh, and it includes the post, post-golf histories pretty much right up to the present day on the, uh, the 14 cars that the golf team used, plus the two cars that were used in filming Le Mans, the Le Mans movie. We talked a little bit about John Horseman's archive of race data sheets and other some of his other documents that we scanned uh, that we include in the book that I think people will find very interesting. We talked about the photos from all kinds of sources, mainly from Porsche's archive, but also all kinds of other places where we found interesting photos and uh, studio photography. Also, uh, shout out to Bruce Canapa 
who's also, I believe, been a guest on Cars Yeah. And, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruce was very nice to let us use studio photography of his two cars. And what I tried to do overall is create a narrative that blends the information from all the books that have been written over the years, plus the period race reports and my discussions with numerous people who had a role in the story. Try to blend it all into a narrative that will make sense. And so, you know, if, if you don't want to go out and buy 20 or 30 other books about the 917s or particularly the Gulf part of the story, it's all sort of condensed and blended into one storyline. And, and there's a lot of information. It's 496 pages. The yeah, this regular. thing is huge. So there's a lot of information there. I don't know. The image count, I think, is well over 400 also. So uh, people can really spend a lot of time with it and uh, hopefully enjoy the story. And we've got we've uncovered a few bits and pieces of new information that haven't that either things that people haven't seen before, including a couple really interesting pictures that haven't been published before, and just some information about the individual cars that we've been able to clear up uh, on the chassis histories. Yeah, it's a fantastic book. I'll tell listeners, if you love Porsche, history of racing, any kind of racing, especially Grand Prix Le Mans type racing, uh, this is a book you want to get your hands on. And indeed, Bruce Canop has been a guest on the show here. And um, I think some of those pictures in your book, uh, did Zach Todd shoot some of those Yes, actually, all, all of those pictures are Zach's uh, photos. That uh, And I think Zach was a guest also oh, yeah. uh, on the show. And so, yeah, those are Zach's photos that were done uh, for Canapa. And uh, we're really happy that they let us use them because it, it gives a little bit of a modern view of the cars. And we we switch back and forth for our chapter openers. We switch back and forth between vintage photos and modern photos of the cars, um, trying to make the story complete and bring it up to date. Yeah, it's fantastic. Zach Todd is an amazing photographer. I ran into him at Rensport and saw some of his other work because when he started working at Canapas, um, he reached. I reached back to him actually because I knew Bruce had somebody new there shooting his photos, and because they were distinctly better. And met Zach. He's been a guest on the show. I ran into him during Car Week up there when uh, Pete Stout had his Rare Shades event at Canopus Shop. And again, uh, afterwards, uh, during Rensport, ran into him. So uh, shout out to Zach if you missed that show with him. Well worth a listen. Very talented young man. Yes, and I got to meet Zach in person at Rensport also. So that was nice. I didn't know this the extreme talent he had in his photography skills. And the, he had a little booth there at the, the vendor row there and. uh I was just blown away at some of the other things he's done. So uh, yeah. kudos, kudos to that. And I'm, I'm, I knew as soon as I opened your book and I went, ah, oh, Zach had to have shot some of these. But I just want to yeah. make sure before yeah. I gave somebody else credit. <laughs> Very nice. Well, if you woke up tomorrow and you were a car sitting in a garage, what kind of car would Jay be and why? Uh, Volkswagen Beetle, Mark, um, <laughs> because it's no surprise uh, at this point. Uh, just because the the Beetle is basic, it's dependable, it's kind of old school, it's not too fast, it's a little quirky, but uh, it's engaging, and uh, and it's a distant relation to the 917. So I would say Volkswagen Beetle, if I were a car, that's probably what I'd be. Well, and everybody smiles at a Beetle, and you're an easy guy to be friends with, Jay, so I think that's a good and fitting one. Thanks for saying that. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. 
Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Jay, we are back. We're entering the last lap in the beautiful 917, about to take the checkered flag. This is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? I would say keep the shiny side up. <laughs> yeah, you know, no doubt. <laughs> and, and as you know, Mark, uh, in PCA, there's a, there is a big emphasis on safety in all of our yeah. events and everything we do with the Porsche Club. So, uh, and I'm trying to be very safety conscious. So, um, yeah, keep the shiny side up. You know, I'm not sure if I've shared this uh, on my show, but the first time I did a lapping day or a club day was with BMW. I had an E36 m3 and i was trying to decide if i wanted to race vintage cars so i spent a day and we got through the day fine but then the instructors took us all out for a drive and my instructor had a little incident and we ended up with the shiny side down flipped his m3 upside down oh that was an interesting day uh everybody was okay Uh, except for the car but uh i'm happy was that at pacific pacific raceway turn uh five yeah Yeah. through that tricky little corner there so uh Ended up going down the hill upside down, but um, luckily never happened in during my lapping days with the Porsche Club events. But I've seen some people mess some cars up there by driving over their limits. Got to be careful. Yeah, got to be careful. Absolutely. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I would say just show up and be on time. Uh, yeah, you know, as simple, I said, huh? I'm, I'm, it's simple, but. Yeah, I think uh, somebody said that, you know, just showing up is 50% of being successful and being on time is just something that goes way back for me. 
it's part of being organized in general. But when I was in elementary school, I was thinking about this the other day. I read a couple books. I, I was a great fan of American football growing up, as many of us are here in the U.S. And so I read uh, Jerry Kramer's book, uh, Instant Replay, and uh, Vince Lombardi's book, Run to Daylight. So I read those when I was in elementary school. And, and Jerry Kramer's book talks about Lombardi time. Where if you were five minutes early to a meeting, you were actually 10 minutes late <laughs> yes. because you were supposed to be there 15 minutes ahead of the scheduled meeting time. So, yeah, that's always been a thing with me is, you know, to be reliable, show up and show up on time. Yeah. You know, it seems so simple, but uh, I remember talking to a manager I had once that used to show up to managers meetings late and I would sit there and look around the room. Had all this money and time being wasted of people waiting for this one guy to be late, and uh, had to kind of pull him aside and, and give him a little talk about respect, because he was showing huge disrespect to all the people in that room, making them wait for him just because he could not be on time. I think I bought him an alarm clock. I said, <laughs> "Why don't you try using this?" And uh, I think I even locked him out of a meeting one time. I said, yeah. well, "You weren't here. Doors locked." So uh, yeah, don't I mean, waste people's time. Be respectful. Sure, and emergencies can happen, and you know, yeah. Occasionally, yeah. but uh, but you know, as a general rule, show up and be on time. I think uh, is is really can help people be successful in their careers. And of course, we're in the Pacific Northwest, so go Hawks! Got to give them a shout out. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, the resource um, for the 917 fans certainly uh, our Facebook group, which is called 917 The Legend is pretty amazing group. We just went over 10,000 members in wow. the Facebook group. So that shows you the, what tremendous interest there is in the 917. And uh, the discussions get pretty lively in there sometimes. People are really passionate about the chassis histories and the general history of that period. And we still get people um, bringing in photographs that have never been seen before or extremely rare photographs that get posted in the group. So 917 The Legend uh, on Facebook is is pretty good resource. And, of course, I have to give a shout-out to Dalton Watson, my publisher. Yes. Uh, DaltonWatson.com is a really good website and really great description of all the books that uh, Dalton Watson has to offer. Oh, yeah, best of the best books. I mean, just incredibly great books. I've had many authors on this show with Dalton Watson books. and. Uh, as you were talking, I just went and joined that uh, Legends 917 group. So uh, hopefully they'll let me in. I'm, I don't know if I have any credentials or not to be allowed in. But no, maybe <laughs> it, you don't really need to, a lot of credentials. It's just to be be interested uh, in the 917. As I said, hope, hopefully uh, you'll enjoy it. And people people learn a lot. And the people who are the experts, and there are there are some people in this group that are real experts with a lot of inside information. And sometimes uh, inside information even gets shared. So it's pretty fun. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, if I got to wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Well, Mark, uh, for an historian like myself, this is actually the toughest question of all, really, because there are so many people that I can think of, like, you know, Enzo Ferrari and Ferry Porsche, Steve McQueen, um, the the drivers that are the primary uh, drivers in my book, which is Sifford and Rodriguez, who are no longer mm. with us. Yeah, but I think I'm. I think I'm going to have to answer your question and go with John Wire because he was a legendary figure in motorsport, 
And I bought his book when I was a freshman in college, actually. I bought his book, which is called The Certain Sound. And I think he's the guy I'd like to talk to. Um, some of the, the drivers and John Horseman have given me a sense of what John Wire was like uh, as a person. He had kind of an interesting reputation. But I would love to, to talk to him in person and ask a few questions and maybe get a few answers on things that we haven't been able to to get answers from elsewhere. There you go. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. Well, I always ask my guests for a reference to a great book. Obviously, Jay's book, Golf 917 from Dalton Watson Fine Books, is a great book to add to your library. I'm going to be adding one to mine for sure. Is there another book you'd like to share with us that you've really enjoyed? Well, uh, there's... The a book called 917 Archive by Walter Nayer, which is considered sort of the Bible for 917 aficionados. It came out about 10 years ago, and uh, Walter Nayer was uh, a long-term Porsche employee. He worked at Porsche during the 917 period and through most of his career, and he had ac- complete access to the archives when he wrote his book. So that book is uh, is still kind of considered the Bible for the overall history of the 917. And I would also recommend, of course, Racing in the Rain by John Horseman, which is not the same book as The Art of Racing in the Rain. (laughs) Yes, a very different book. Which you and I are are very familiar with and, of course, has been recommended and, of course, is a great book. Garth Stein was uh, a guest of ours when we had the 50th anniversary of our region of the Porsche Club. So I can recommend that one too. But Racing in the Rain by John Horseman uh, is his book uh, that also came out, I think, a little over 10 years ago. And you can find these books in the used market on eBay and Amazon. Um, These are books that are out of print, of course, but are still available uh, uh, in places like eBay and from uh, vintage booksellers. So those are two that I would really recommend for the fans of the 917. Yeah, great books, obviously. Well, listeners, you can find all these great resources Jay has shared with us today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Jay Gelotti. Now, his last name is spelled G-I-L-L-O-T-T-I. But you can type in Jay, and that page will pop up with links to all these cool things. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, Jay. And this last question can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet today, but there's some rules to this game. One is, it's the only cool collector car you can have. Two, you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cool collector's cars. So if you want that GTO Ferrari, you're going to have to live with it. You're going to have to drive it. But money is no object today here on Cars Yeah, so what can I buy you and why? All right, Mark. Well, I have uh, I have good news for you, and I have some not so good news for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the good news is, is I'm not going to ask you to spend twenty five or thirty million dollars to buy a nine seventeen for me. Whew, okay, thank you. So that's uh, that's probably a big relief. And now, if I have to give up the two Porsches that I already have. Yeah, and I'm that sorry. Means, that means I do I do need a Porsche because I I have to stay in the Porsche club. Uh, I do need a versatile car, a car that would that's good for all the various events that we do in the Porsche club. And I like air cooled because I'm kind of old school, and I like cars that are a little bit unusual. And I particularly like a car that's good for car shows and concours events. So I think what I'm going to do, Mark, is ask you to drive your very special 
Oh, orange, not oh, no. dirty. <laughs> oh no! Over to my house and put it in my garage. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm chuckling here because of all the cars I've given away, you're the second guy, only the second out of one thousand one hundred and sixty-three people that have asked for my car. <laughs> and I didn't think about that when I started this whole deal. So, oh my gosh, that that hurts me. My orange crush. Oh. Uh. Well, yeah, well, you know what, for a, you, Jay. It's a really neat car. And yeah. uh, so who was, the, I don't remember who the other person was that wanted it, but. Well, that's because his show's not come up yet, but, uh, well, actually it has since we, since we put your show up live. It's Dan Kaplan, who has Exotic Car Podcast. Uh, yeah, he's another one that pulled that little trick on me. So I guess in a way I already gave the car away, but you know, <laughs> this is fantasy, so. Yeah. yeah, the car is still available. In fact, I just drove it today, took it Good. out for a little fall drive. There's some beautiful uh, trees changing, and I took some pictures uh, under a beautiful tree that was quite orangey and red and everything in the fall. So, uh, But uh, if, if anybody's going to have my car, I know that you're going to take good care of it. So uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you want my my car. For those people that are maybe new to Cars, yeah, it's a 1987 Porsche Turbo in a very unique paint to sample, one of only uh, two cars like it, actually three, but one was the slant nose, right? Uh, in a very special six-stage metallic orange paint. So uh, yeah, kind of cool. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll see pictures of it quite often. Uh, past cars, yeah, I guess Jason Tang has shot some great pictures of that car that I use quite often. So uh, yeah, oh. and speaking of Jason, Mark, uh, the back cover photo on my book is a Jason Tang. Awesome. Jason Tang photo on the back, uh, on the dust cover on the back uh, of my book. The front, the front cover is chassis 16 at Le Mans in 1970. Nice. Back, the back cover is the very same car chassis 16 at Rensport five in 2015 taken by Jason. So we kind of thought that would be cool to have the same exact car on the front and the back uh, <laughs> awesome. uh, of the book. So Awesome. Well, shout out to Jason. He was a guest on the show. You can find his show on the Cars Out website as well. Well, Jay, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed learning more about this new book, Golf 917. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you drive away in my <laughs> Porsche Turbo my orange crush, and you look in the mirror and see tears streaming down uh, my face. Yeah, Mark, I would just say for people, if they love cars, just get involved with your local Mark Club, your driver's club, racing club, whatever organization it might be. These organizations can open so many doors for people. Uh, joining PCA was really a transforming experience for me in my life. And I've met so many amazing and wonderful people, including you, Mark. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, so many other amazing and just people that I would never have uh, possibly met if I hadn't joined uh, the Porsche Club. So really, if people are interested in doing something with cars or you just love cars, don't be afraid to get out there and get involved at some level, at whatever level you're comfortable with, uh, with all these great organizations that are out there. Absolutely. When I first moved up here 25 years ago to the Pacific Northwest, I didn't know anybody. I'd grown up and uh, lived in Southern California my whole life. And the first group of friends that I met up here were through the Porsche Club. Um, in fact, uh, I went to my first Porsche Concours, took my uh, Carrera 2 to that event, spent probably two weeks detailing it, getting it ready. In the morning for the show, I opened the garage door and it was pouring rain. <laughs> Welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And I just went, 
why did I move here? And my wife said, you know what? You have to go. Everybody else is in the same boat. Get out and drive. And I did. And I won first place that day. So, uh, but that was, that was the start to a wonderful relationship. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and get their hands on a copy of Golf 917 from Dalton Watson Fine Books? Well, of course, daltonwatson.com is where people can order the book. The book also has its own Facebook page, which I'm sure you'll put the link up to. And so on the Facebook page uh, for the book, we'll be adding some little tidbits and keeping people updated on what we're going to do and what we're doing, where we're going to be, background information on the book, that sort of thing. Also, we didn't talk about the fact that I'm I'm also a musician and a songwriter. So yeah, and I have uh, some music available for people who want to check it out on uh, cdbaby.com. So absolutely. Yeah. And check it out. That was another thing I learned about Jay once. When he came over to visit, I'm like, wait, you're a musician? You've, oh my gosh, this is a very well faceted guy. So, uh, <laughs> very cool. And I'll remind our listeners that one lucky Cars Yeah subscriber is going to get a copy of Golf 917. In order to have your hat, I should say your name in the hat, you go over to carsyeah.com, click on the free book button. I'll send you my free filler up book. Your name will be in the, in the drawing and we'll give away one of these very cool books. Jay, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.